Hi, I'm Paul Johnson. Thanks for listening to the podcast from Life Support. But it does take running to God, and it does take the interventions and tools that are appropriate for our brokenness. If you're just wearing a cast and you have sepsis because of the diabetes, that cast by itself, you can wear it for 10 years. And you can die because you didn't get the infection healing you needed. You didn't get the amputation that actually would save your life. Author Paula Mosier Wallace is our guest today as we come to you on location from the American Association of Christian Counselors Conference in Orlando, Florida. She has an incredible story of how she overcame childhood trauma to now helping others by allowing them to share their own stories. Welcome to Life Support. Everything you do from then on is different. One of the detectives, I think his name was He was a golden boy. All we can do right now is come together. Extreme domestic violence, multiple rapes. Life Support is hosted by Pastor Paul Johnson from Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. My name is Steve Johnson, director of Five Stone Media, a co-sponsor of this program, And our goal, as always, is to use story to bring hope and healing. And now let's join the conversation with Pastor Paul and Paula Mosier-Wallace. Hey, it's so glad to have you on Life Support. This is a unique program. We deal with suffering and trauma, and the goal is to bring you closer to Jesus because he is there during all of your journey, whether good, bad, or ugly. And we are coming live from Orlando, Florida, from the Waymaker World Conference, sponsored by the American Association of Christian Counselors. And so we're surrounded by mental health professionals that really want to make a difference. And one of them that's with us today is uh, a really special lady who um, really enjoyed talking to in our last program, Paula Mosier-Wallace. Paula, welcome back. Thank you. It's great to have you here. The first time around, we talked about your, your new book called Bloom in the Dark, Stories of Redemption. There were two terms I loved that you used. One, ex-victim. Yes. That's, that's why that term? Where did you find that? Well, it came out organically, actually, in something that I was writing. I wrote a poem that's in the Bloom in the Dark book called Ex-Victim. And every stanza is a piece of the process from denial to working through recognizing there's a problem to finally owning it but being hopeless to getting the help and healing you need to getting healed enough and getting rid of enough of the shame that you can publicly admit to it and own it. And I realized that for me, I'm an ex-wife as well due to an abusive 15-year marriage and, and finally... Um, having God release me from that. And I realized I shouldn't have shame over having followed God and obeyed God about getting out of the abuse in that marriage and going from a wife to an ex-wife, which just says I was a wife and I'm not one anymore, or an ex-convict. I was a convict. I'm not one. Like, I paid my dues in that area, right? And so I realized with ex-victim, it was a statement of an event or uh, what happened to me not a statement shaming my identity. And so many people who have been victims of someone's power, authority, damage, especially if it includes sexual abuse, there is so much shame that overlies that. And I couldn't heal well from the brokenness if I didn't get past the shame of it. And so when we started the ministry and our television show, I wear an ex-victim shirt in every episode for the first 40 of our international TV show. And people ask me why, and I said, because I need to demonstrate 
admitting and owning my past without shame. And so now I get to say, when I wear my beautiful, fun, ex-victim shirt, I get to say, been there, done that, got the t-shirt. Yeah. (laughs) Without the shame. Yeah, that's good for you. And you're kind of a media mogul, because um, not only (laughs) are you an author, you've got TV, and you've got this thing, RS4L, Recovery Strategies for Life, Healing for You, Spirit, Soul, and Body. Yes. That sounds hopeful. Very. Tell me about it. So that is a 52-week program. It has 52 half-hour videos, and we've adapted a series of them for television. So it's its own television show licensed with 38 networks around the world because, you know, God does crazy stuff. And it is taught by the pastoral covering and Bible teaching side of it is me. The um, licensed professional counselor that's on there specializes in trauma and attachment issues and a certified trauma coach who is there working with how do I go from the brokenness of my past to the future. And all of us are speaking not just from a place of training and experience, but of experience, like not just training. And so when we're talking about the strategies, there's 45 strategies in this, and it parallels a 12-step addiction recovery program. Um, But so many of the dysfunctions we have aren't easily identifiable as just addictions. We can have anxiety and control issues and stress disorders and compulsive behaviors and unhealthy coping mechanisms on top of all the admittedly addictive things. I, of course, only went with good addictions, workaholism, shopping addiction, within controlled limits, you know, collecting, hoarding, just a bit because you really need this stuff yeah they were the the less shame based not the like horrific addictions but I had a long laundry list of them and what I realized was I would relapse an addiction recovery situation due to a trauma trigger where I dissociated and the relapse wasn't even a choice for me to keep my sobriety in a whole range of issues I needed to work through the trauma that was opening the door to relapse in those areas. And when I had to go, like I said previously, to spiritual intervention, because I needed God's miraculous spiritual help for spiritual damage in my story, I also needed counseling and psychological help and process in working through things. I also needed, how do I deal with today and tomorrow? How do I create a new life and a new structure when all I know is dysfunction and brokenness? And it took me 20 different avenues to find the pieces I needed to rebuild a life after the complex trauma and PTSD and addictive cycles that I had over 40 years of damage. And so people come ask me, how do you go from that broken to that healed? And here at an AACC convention um, four years ago, five years ago, I had that question asked by a series of doctors. And they wanted to know, you can't have been that broken and actually be this healed because there's no modality that gets you from A to Z in this case. And I kept having to explain, oh, but it's this and this and this and this. And I went there and then this and it took that and it was this. And I was like, God, I don't have answers. I don't have a clear way to explain to people how you go from that broken to this healed. And God said, you need to create it. Take the last 10 years of intensive help and healing and intervention, deconstruct it, organize it in the order that was most effective, get rid of all of the fluff and nonsense and filler material that most programs happen to sort of have in there, Yeah, (laughs) and actually take the things that were life-changing and put them in, instead of a 10-year cycle, 
simplify it down to one year, so 52 weeks, and then take everything from cognitive distortions and trauma triggers and dissociative behaviors and all these complicated terms that the professional industry uses, right? Simplify it down to a fifth grade level because a lot of us, we're dealing with broken little girl cognitive capabilities when we're triggered and trying to heal. So all these adult things might not work and make it through and be understandable if they are taught on that higher level. Even though I was an adult going through this healing process, I needed things broken down simple enough that the broken little girl that I was healing from could understand it. And so Recovery Strategies for Life is every strategy, every area of brokenness is explained by the spiritual leader, by the counselor dealing with the past, and by the coach that is dealing with the future. It's really good because there's a lot of people, and I've been there, and sometimes I am there, and I think to myself, I can never, like, I'll never get past this. Like, there's something missing. Mm -hmm. And I'll pray about it, and I'll work through with God, and, but it just seems like the next day, the next day, the next year, man, Lord, we're talking about the same stuff. Mm-hmm. Still, and I, and part of that's grace because I have to give myself grace for what I've gone Absolutely. through, right? And it is going to be hard, mm-hmm. and it's, that doesn't go away. No, but how does one go from that? I don't think I can ever be normal, or quote unquote normal. Put it that way, because we know there is no normal. Absolutely, but you know what I mean. Uh, from where I am now, how, how does one begin? So for me, like I said, coming out of denial and understanding I have a problem and hope is available, healing is available, there is work to do, but but there's a, a process to it. And I talk to people about the differences in broken bones. A healthy adult breaks a bone in the middle six weeks and they have a stronger bone than they had before. Somebody that has um, a growth plate broken at five years old can have an entire dish, misshapen, uh, warped, different uh, bone and growth plate because growth plate kills the growth of the bone in that area. So later on, they might need all kinds of surgical intervention and things and adaptations and all these things to make up for how that bone didn't grow. But you take somebody who has extreme diabetes and you give them that set, same break and it can kill them. Yeah, It's... it's so much of what it takes for us to walk through this healing process is understanding not the theory or the fantasy that we want to have about what the brokenness is or what healing should take, but it's actually recognizing I have a broken bone. I'm at this age. This is the kind of damage it has. This is the risk. This is the level of intervention. If I have the bad diabetes, I may have to have an amputation. Yeah. I may then have to have prosthetics. I may then have to do all of these things, but I can still learn to run a handicap marathon. Yeah. No matter, yeah. like, the the understanding for me that it doesn't matter how bad the brokenness is, what the brokenness is, or how extreme the intervention needs to be. The possibility that I have of overcoming all of it, and not just being functional, but winning. Yeah. I say blooming is the overflow right. of that brokenness and so we our slogan for the tv show bloom today is use the fertilizer of your past to bloom today 
because yeah. we all have fertilizer. Yes, we do. And we all have ways for God to work that in us to not just be functional, but to be thriving, to become an inspiration, to be the one offering hope and healing to other people, to be the one that is stronger and more alive and more thriving and more vibrant and glowing and It doesn't have to be just basic. I might sort of almost survive. We'll be back to the conversation in a moment. Today's program is taped on location from the American Association of Christian Counselors Conference in Orlando, Florida. My name is Steve Johnson, Executive Director of Five Stone Media, and we are so pleased to be a co-sponsor of this program. We use story to bring hope and healing for those in need of change. And for more about our story-based resources, log on to lifesupportresources.org. And now, back to Pastor Paul. But it does take running to God, and it does take the interventions and tools that are appropriate for our brokenness. If you're just wearing a cast and you have sepsis because of the diabetes, that cast by itself, you can wear it for 10 years. And you can die because you didn't get the infection healing you needed. You didn't get the amputation that actually would save your life. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. So for a lot of our brokenness, um, there's a scripture in the Old Testament that says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Yeah. There's a lot of places where we're working really, really hard and not getting where we want to go because we don't have the understanding that we need. And that's where reaching out for help, that's where tools like recovery strategies for life can make that difference because it can correlate the trauma trigger and the dissociation to the relapse that goes with the addiction rather than just the cycle of I'm doing 12 steps, I'm doing 12 steps, I'm doing 12 steps, I keep relapsing, but I haven't acknowledged or dealt with the trauma that's underlying this. Does that yeah, make no, sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I remember uh, when I first got in touch with my own sexual abuse, I was a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so I reached out to a counselor in our community, not a Christian. Mm-hmm. It's the first time I heard anything about re-victimization. Yes. It's the first time I heard anything about all the stuff you're talking about. I didn't even really understand the depth of what I had been through. Right. And I remember her saying, um, you need to look at this and you have to be realistic about what you've been through. And so right. she went through some tools. So a Christian counselor then took me and said, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to pretend that you, all the stuff that you don't want to look at is a big garbage dump. Picture a, picture a garbage dump. And then bring Jesus with you mm-hmm. and stand and look together over the garbage dump. Don't, don't go to yourself. Don't pretend Jesus hasn't seen it. Don't pretend Jesus is going to be offended by it. Just bring him with you. Mm-hmm. And I began to do that in my mind. And it freed me up to understand that this doesn't, God's not phased by this. It's kind of like he's saying, yeah, I know this is hard. Like, I, I went to the cross. I, I was, I hung naked on the cross. Uh, I was abused. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I love you. So bring me along. Well, he despised the shame, right? Correct. That's what it says. He's on the that's cross and he despised correct. the shame. And in that yeah. same scenario, in looking at that, what we call fertilizer, because we prefer to be yep. direct without using swear words. Correct. That's right. <laughs> so we, we use this, fertilizer. This is on a faith radio network. We must understand. Which is why we use fertilizer. That's correct. Um, but there was a point where I felt useless, and I felt that I lived in a fertilizer factory. Yeah. I felt like there were mountains and mountains of fertilizer, and I had another dump truck of fertilizer being dumped on top of me with everything that 
associations that you would bring with that. And God showed me that mountain of fertilizer catching on fire. And by the way, when fertilizer burns, it burns in rainbow colors. And God told me really clearly, Paula, your light on a hill is a mountain of burning fertilizer. And it will catch fire with other piles of fertilizer, other areas of brokenness and shame and damage and pain and all the things the enemy has done to do harm. And that will light up. Because we talk about beauty from ashes all the time, great. But no one talks about what it takes to get those ashes, right? Yeah, that's right. Which are also fertilizer. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And so when I started recognizing that God wanted to use the worst of what I had been through for his glory to be the most visible, vibrant hope for healing, that he wanted to redeem it. So what the enemy used for evil, God would use for good. The saving of many lives is what he told Joseph, right? Yep. So it's going back to, I can face that shameful brokenness like you're talking about. God was there. He saw it. He knew. He has been around. He didn't cause it. He didn't want my damage and pain that way. But he's aware of it. But in his providence, he winds it all together into a beautiful Right, and he wants to heal it. Right. So when I realized that, then admitting the shameful, broken things to him and to the people who needed to help me was much easier. Still difficult, but it was much easier. I still don't like talking about it. It's hard to talk about still. Absolutely. And um, But I want the church to be a freer place to talk about it. And And somebody has to go first. I know. And that's where we as leaders sometimes we have to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to walk out on this very difficult place and I'm going to start talking about it. Mm-hmm. And if they fire me, they fire me. Right. If um, they reject me, they reject me. Yes. And, but if we don't give people freedom to kind of hurt along with us or, or explore their own woundedness, right. then we're never going to get anywhere. And we're going to be stuck in this superficial Christian world. That has been created around us. Sorry, for, no offense to all everyone who's listening, but it is very much sometimes Absolutely. a superficial the club bubble, version. <laughs> right? And and so people who are broken can't say I'm broken mm-hmm. because the bubble sort of doesn't allow that. No. And, and so you're right. So what you're doing is really inspirational. Well, and with the TV show specifically, we got told you're not going to be able to have a TV show that is only about brokenness, abuse, addiction, shame-based subjects. Like, there's no market in Christianity for that. Well, that's nonsense. And then we got told teaching shows about brokenness, abuse, and addiction. There's no room for that to be on on broadcast television, to be on satellite and cable and, and all of these platforms. And we said, yeah, we don't know what's possible. We know God told us to do this. Yeah. And God miraculously opened doors, and now there's conglomerate billions of homes that have access to all of these programs. It's because God is in this, and because the, you know the statistics are overwhelming of how many people are dealing with this stuff. Right, and the audience is desperate for yes. real. Yes, they are. Desperate for hope, and we're, desperate for honesty. And where God worked in, in, in this program, as we walked into a studio, we talked to a man, we, we said, we have this idea. Mm-hmm. And he just, something came over him and he said, yes, yes, we need to do this. And he's been our advocate ever since. Because God does that. Because God does that. He opens those doors because so many people are crying out for that hope and healing, for for the redemption that they desperately want to believe is there. Do you think the woman at the well ever thought that someone would just kind of wander in and be her savior that day? Of course not. No. 
but that's how God works. He does, and he yeah. meets us, and people ask us, well, how do I do what you did with all of this extreme content that we have? A lot of it's TV 14 because we're being honest about the brokenness. And we're like, uh, you surrender to God and you let God do all of it. You show up, you be willing, you let God speak through you. But for some people, it's just admitting to, to your sibling or to your yeah. best friend what happened to you. It's being willing to talk to the counselor. It's being willing yeah. to share your testimony at a Celebrate Recovery group or a 12-step program of some kind. It's being willing to have your girlfriends over or at the guy sporting thing and go, hey, guys, I just want to be honest with y'all. I have some really messed up stuff in my past, and I would love your prayer and support as I'm working through a healing process on it. It's, and, and it you're doesn't gonna, and have you're to gonna be get their prayer. No, and they're gonna, you're going to get that prayer and support. You're going to be surprised about how many people will come alongside of you. Right, and for the people that are broken, the most pushback yeah. we've gotten are from people that are broken themselves, and their walls of denial are more yeah. important. And they don't want to hurt me or reject me or be harsh to me. They just can't face their own brokenness, and so they're inadvertently. Yes damaging and the same thing with leadership but what i realized sure. was it wasn't up to somebody else to draw me into healing it was up to me to fight for it and that as i went to god and i asked for help that god would bring the people alongside me he would bring tools like recovery strategies for life he would create opportunities but i had to go to him first and ask him and then he would bring safe people and it doesn't mean yeah. there's not difficulties along the way, but he also heals any damage that's caused by that. Like, he yeah. is our healer in every aspect. Yeah, and, I, you know, I sound so cavalier. If they reject me, they reject me. If they fire me, they fire me. That's, you know, it's scary. Yes, but you still have there. to have that attitude that you yeah, had you of have, it is what it is. It is what it is. And actually where it started for me was being able to say the words to God. Not not just say, Lord, I, I'm struggling, or Lord, I'm I'm broken, or, you know— to actually say to him out loud what happened. Yeah. And I'm desperate and I'm angry yeah. and I'm confused and I'm frustrated and I'm devastated and I'm furious right. and all these emotions that are not the happy positive no, ones God, but I are the God honest real. <laughs> God uh, God eats that up. He 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 wants real. All right. So we could talk about this forever. I wish we mm -hmm. could. But tell me again, <laughs> the the resource RS4L is available where? Recovery Strategies for Life is re is available on bloom-u.org. That's our school platform. Okay. It's available on bloominthedark.org. And we have associated apps and Bloom Channel is our TV show. The Recovery Strategies for Life TV show is available for free on our network, Bloom Channel, which is available on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire, Chromecast, or any device that you have that you can go to your app store and download it. We want to make sure that you have the opportunity through Bloom Today to hear testimonies. There's there's tons of them out there and available and the recovery strategies for life to actually hear the strategies that can bring hope and healing into your story. And if you want to do the full curriculum, it includes five workbooks and it includes the Bloom You actual educational videos that we have available for you um, to really completely change your life from the inside out. Well, good for you. And if you have a friend or a family member that you don't really understand what they're going through, but they're hurting, maybe this is the place to at least get a glimpse of maybe what they're struggling with as Absolutely. well. Absolutely, You yeah. will be a much more compassionate caregiver mm -hmm. for those that are hurting in your story if you actually work through and see what's available in, in healing process in your own.
Yeah. Paul or Moshe Wallace, keep up the good work. You're doing amazing stuff, and you're an inspiration. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks so much, and thanks for what you're doing with this show. I am so blessed with every way that God gets this message of hope and healing out there. Amen to that. And if you're listening and you're saying, you know, well, that's for other people. I can't get past my stuff, or I could never even tell anyone. Yes, you can. And because Jesus does love you, Jesus is the one who is the Redeemer. That's why he came. That's why he gave himself on the cross and rose again so that you could be redeemed. So please reach out for help. Begin to pray, and God will step in. I want to thank our partners, faithradio.com. They've been wonderful. And Five Stone Media is where you can watch this podcast, fivestonemedia.com. You can also check us out at Ridgewood Church, myrwc.org. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll catch you next time right here on Life Support. This is Steve Johnson again, Executive Director of Five Stone Media. And we've had the privilege of creating the Life Support Series and the Life Support Resource Library. The library includes tools and resources that can help you be equipped to come alongside others who are suffering and in pain. Among the tools are therapist webinars and blogs, sermon starters and transitions, short videos, small group material and conferences. And you can find out more at this address, lifesupportresources.org. Again, that's lifesupportresources.org. And we'd love to introduce you to the material. This Life Support Program is a co-production of Five Stone Media and Ridgewood Church in Minnetonka, Minnesota. Thanks for listening to this Life Support Podcast. These conversations are available because of listener support. You can make a gift now at MyFaithRadio.com. To avoid missing future editions of Life Support, subscribe to the podcast today at iTunes or your podcast player. And thanks for sharing this audio link with a friend and grow the impact of life support.